This is Rowena from Pretty Creative, and my drink of choice is an ice-cold white wine. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) Hey there, thanks for joining us here at Work-Wife Wine Time. And don't forget, we encourage the responsible consumption of alcohol. Awesome. So it's Gemma here with you today, everyone. And I'm ever so excited to connect you with our guest speaker, Kerry Bernal from the amazing Corporal Freddy's Fine Source Co. Is that correct to say Co? Yeah, that's it, Co. We like Co. We like Co. <laughs> Fabulous. And I believe you are also our first ever product product based business guest. I can't, I can't I can't even speak today. There you go. So hey Kerry, and thank you so much for being here. No, thank you, Gemma, for having me on the podcast. Very excited. Absolutely. You're so welcome. So first of all, can you tell us about uh, Corporal Freddy's uh, Fine Source Co and um, what you do? Tell us all of the things. Yeah, so all of the things. So Corporal Freddy's, as we refer to it, uh, is a business that uh, Mahabi and I, Mike, have set up uh, about a year ago. And what we do is we make handcrafted Worcestershire sauce, but not any Worcestershire sauce. It's a special sauce um, from an old family recipe of Mike's granddad. So it's been in the family for a long time. And, yeah, we both do the cooking and I do a bit more of the businessy side of things, um, being in corporate. So, yeah, very much a joint venture and, yeah, very exciting for things happening at the moment. Oh, fabulous. It's so exciting. Uh, so I guess then that was a little bit of the backstory of how it's a family recipe. It's been in uh, the family for generations. Uh, so what brought you then to create that uh, into a business? Yeah, so Mike started playing around with the idea with his best mate um, and I sort of wasn't involved at the time, but as soon as things started to grow a bit of legs, I jumped in um, to the business. But, yeah, it sparked a few years back and, yeah, his his best mate just loved it and, um, yeah, so from then on we kind of, took a bit of time to get things going and um, now we're both in it and and starting to grow the business. Wonderful. Love it. So exciting. Uh, And before uh, we get deep into today's podcast topic, I guess, uh, tell us a little bit about you and your interests outside of your source. (laughs) Yes. Um, so I'm a bit of a girl about town. So, you know, I like to catch up with my friends, um, all the fun things, checking out new things, going shopping, love vintage stores. I could scour those for hours and find little treasures and things like that. Um, so, yeah, that's a bit about me. Since meeting Mike about four years ago, I've moved from Melbourne down to Geelong. 
Um, and then, yeah, the business sort of started not too long after that. And then we bought a house. So, you know, business and house takes up a lot of time. Um, but no, I always make time for our dog, Millie, who's a crazy boxer. And um, yeah, we love her loads. So yeah, we always make sure we make time for her. <laughs> <laughs> how wonderful. How, how old is, is Millie there? She's six, going on six months. So anyone that knows boxes, they're, yeah, forever young. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really true. I remember a friend of mine when um, he first got his boxer and <laughs> he just walked straight into walls constantly. Just, yes. you know, <laughs> off he went, boom, and uh, didn't seem to learn from that. So just <laughs> Kept running headfirst into the wall and, yep, that was it. Just kept going at it. <laughs> yeah, they have strong heads, I must say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boxers are beautiful dogs, but, yes, they are forever oh, young. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So the reason we have you here today is I, I want to talk to our listeners and everyone out there of how it is possible to create a business out of either a passion or a hobby or what have you uh, and just to show everyone how it really is something that you know it can become real uh, can become a business and be can become highly profitable yeah so I guess if you can delve a little bit more into uh, how you thought something that you were so passionate about could be become a business yeah, so we definitely are passionate about the family tradition. So, yeah, you got that right. So it has been a family tradition of Mike's since oh, 1946. <laughs> but where it all sort of happened for us was so I never used Worcestershire sauce. Um, so I was introduced to the family tradition when I uh, met Mike four years ago. And I then tasted it and I was hooked. But that was about it for me. So, you know, I loved it. We had it and it just kind of became part of what we did in our, you know, weekly shops and you add that into your recipes and things. But where it actually turned into something was on our wedding weekend. Um, so Mike's best man was over from the UK and Mike would always make a barbecue breakfast on weekends and, of course, the sauce, Pa's sauce would be there. So we'd be having that and then his best mate had the sauce and was like, this is so good. Like You have to do something with this. And this is a guy who's come over from the UK, which Worcestershire sauce is pretty big over there as well. So, yeah, that sort of sparked our thinking of, well, why don't we? You know, everybody that has it loves it. It hasn't just been in the family, like friends and everything like that have had it as well. So that really triggered something in us to go, well, why don't we look at starting a business? How hard could it be? Um, kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, you know, how hard could it be to start up a business? Um, so that's, yeah, where we then took that spark and started small and just slowly and over time 
looked into what we need to do to get things going and, um, yeah, about two years after that um, is when we actually started um, selling the sauce. So it was a slow burn type thing but, um, yeah, it all came from our wedding weekend and someone just loving the sauce that sparked something in us. Oh, that's fantastic. So when you say you were, you know, starting small, what um, what and where, I guess, were you selling uh, and getting your source out there? Where did it all start from? Yeah, so it's still a side business now. Um, so what we did, we did a lot of research um, around where we would sell the business, where we would sell the source. Um, it takes obviously time and money to get in stores and things like that, but we wanted to test out um, the product because, you know, you can test it out on your family and friends, but, of course, they're going to say they love it. Um, but we needed to really test it on people that didn't know us. So we thought, okay, what's the best way of doing that? And it was going to be the local farmers markets. So that's where we looked into all regulations and things like that of what we needed to start working on before we could actually get out to those markets. Yeah, wow, that, that's fantastic. So I guess for someone who, you know, has never run a business themselves and, you know, thought, oh, yeah, whatever, how hard could this be? Um, it sounds like you really know what you're talking about there, but right at that start, did you really know what, what the heck you were doing from <laughs> at right at the very beginning? <laughs> No, not really. Like we knew we had the recipe because it's been in the family for so long. So we didn't have to product development or anything like that. That side was sorted. It was more around how do you get to market and what do you need to do for council or, you know, even just knowing that you had to speak to council and all these things that you got one step ahead and then you found out the next piece of the puzzle. So it literally was like a puzzle and putting it all together and finding out all the pieces um, before you could say, okay, we're ready now. You know, you had to register your business, get council approval, all these things. Um, so, yeah, it's not until you actually start delving into it, asking questions, meeting people, that you find out what's really involved. Mm. Yeah. yeah, for sure, absolutely. But it, it sounds like this. A lot of persistence and resilience in there you know which is which is fantastic so I'm sure at the beginning there was probably a lot of overwhelm from all of that right uh, so how did you go about I guess curbing your overwhelm yeah there's a lot of overwhelm because once you start seeing how many pieces of that puzzle there are there's so many pieces so it can be very much overwhelming because there's all areas of the business that you have to think about so you know finance operations marketing you know all these areas and you're just starting up a business so um yeah it had been like that very much at the beginning um there's still moments of it now of course um still being a new business but yeah what I found worked well was to break things down um, because if something just looks too big, then you can chunk it down and actually get things done and um, achieve things and then they're not so scary. Um, 
and then working out what really needs to be done because there's lots of things that do need to be done but some are more a nice to have rather than has to be done. Mm. So, yeah, prioritising things really important as well. Um, and then as well, which I'm still working on, is uh, being comfortable with everything not being done by a certain time, you know, and they take longer to get done, which you'll find out very quickly um, with all the things. So, yeah, it's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable in those situations as well, yeah. Wonderful. There's some really fantastic tips and bits of advice in there. Uh, I, I think, yeah, that... The last thing you said there, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, uh, is almost uh, it's almost business one hundred and one, really. <laughs> it's true. It is. Yeah, it's tough, but it's true. Yeah, yeah. It, it is tough, but I think once you really embrace that, it it helps. And I think, especially with a product business, when you have things like council permits and all sorts of, I guess, box ticking you know situations that you can't control uh you, you do need to yeah get get comfortable with that sort of stuff right oh for sure you have to yeah yeah otherwise what what else are you are you going to do and and i, I really like as well um to, to sit down and figure out what really actually needs to be done you know mm -hmm. especially if you're a person of doing all of the things uh which i know i am and i'm pretty sure you are too so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah you know not just i guess not just the the fun things or the nice things that need to be done right the actual important mm -hmm. bits that you have to that's do. right yeah yeah so that's yeah that that's fabulous uh advice <laughs> so thanks for that i love i love it um and i guess then so what what obstacles did you come up against so i'm sure there would have been many right <laughs> and how did you overcome yeah. them yeah well it's quite funny to think back now because we were actually going to go to markets you know by ourselves and sort of not get any help because, again, how hard can it be to set up a business? Um, but as we started working through things um, and I remember doing a, an online business challenge, I think it was around goals or planning or something like that, and that was a light bulb moment where I was like, hang on, we really need help here um, because where we're going, yeah, we could fumble through it but because we wanted this to be a successful business that was the you know moment where I was like we need help um, to help us get there so that's where I kind of enlisted in that business school to help with the foundations of all the things that we don't know um, to build up those foundations and not being um, or having any industry experience and particularly around setting up a business and the foundations, that probably was the obstacle, which sounds obvious now, but at the time you just think you can kind of, um, you know, work on a few bits and pieces and, and get out there. But if you really want to do it properly, you need to, you know, find people that have done it before or have experience to help you 
yeah yeah for sure absolutely um do it right from the start yeah <laughs> yes yeah or else you're just going to go back to the start anyway so if you can do those things early it's definitely going to help in mm. the long run for yeah. sure yeah and I really appreciate that you acknowledged um that you need help right because mm -hmm. often we think no nah, I can do it all on my own and it really it helps to get some help right <laughs> It does, yes. It help helps. <laughs> yeah, help, yeah, help helps. <laughs> I yeah. love that. It's it's fantastic. It's it's uh, yeah. You know, it takes. I think it takes a bit of that uh, vulnerability and courage almost to say, "Oh no, hang on a minute. I, I do need help with this. What you know? What can we do? Help helps. I love it." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit like waving the white flag, you know. You've been on that hamster wheel for so long and then you're like, actually, no, I've got to stop. I need help because I just can't keep going, you know, as yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. Hamster wheel, that's fantastic. Or is he going to keep just running in that same circle? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I guess this year being 2020, uh, mm -hmm. how... Uh, did COVID, um, I guess, become an obstacle this year for you and the business? Yeah, COVID was huge for us um, in that it basically changed our business and pushed us forward um, quicker than we were planning to. So mm. we were only doing the local markets mm -hmm. um, from October and then COVID came in the March. So we'd been doing the markets for six months and we weren't online or in any shops or anything like that. But obviously COVID came and we stopped the markets, but we had customers and we still wanted to keep going and building the business even from that very early stage. So it was a, okay, let's get online, um, get a website up very quickly um, which we did so we can still have customers reaching us and then yeah we also jumped into wholesale and got into some of our local stockists and independent stores um, so yeah it's pushed us ahead which is a good thing um, we were always going to do it but not as soon as we have mm. um, so now we're shipping right across Australia and we're in nearly about 20 stores in the local Geelong region. Wow, isn't that fantastic? Yeah. I really love that. Yeah, we, I think it was our second uh, podcast episode we did way back when uh, called COVID Connect and it was really looking at um, using it as, you know, as an opportunity and, and looking for other directions and things that you could do. Uh, and for you yourself there, that it, it really pushed you and look how, you know, you created your site. Now you're in 20 stores around the Geelong area and it's only going to grow from here, right? That's fantastic. Mm, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. So what's on the horizon for you then? How much more, how much bigger are you going to get? Yeah, we do want to grow. So we're in our second year now, so it's Corporal Freddy's 2.0 is what we're calling it. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we want to get um, 
into a few more areas um, outside of Geelong. So we want to go up the road a bit into Melbourne um, and get into a few more stores. But not only that, um, is to get on some menus. So get into the restaurants and cafes, kitchens, rather than just um, in the stockist shelves. So that's a big goal of ours this year, as well as looking to get Mike um, into the business full time, probably in the second half um, of the year. So got a few things that we're looking to do, produce more, get out there more. We're getting a bit of our name for ourselves. So yeah, it's going to be an exciting year ahead. Ah, oh, fantastic. I love that. Uh, I love that you said corporate yeah. is 2.0. Uh, Michaela and I actually recorded a podcast earlier where we were discussing something similar, whereas she's in uh, Inspired Office 3.0 and I'm merging into Contently Driven the third. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting how you do grow and, and change and mm. expand the business. Uh, and I love that you're renaming it as well and giving it, you know, the second version. So it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we learned a lot in that first year. So yeah, there's it's we're kind of demarcating that and you know, moving ahead with some big plans this year. Yeah. Yes. Love it. That's oh, that's what we love here at Work Life Wine Time, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to talk a little bit about um you know, helping helps, as we, we discussed earlier. Um, let's talk a bit about outsourcing. And uh, I'd love to know, uh, you know, you have outsourced parts of your business to the experts. Um, I'm going to jump in here and say one of those experts was myself. <laughs> <laughs> so how did outsourcing uh, various areas of your business allow you to then help to focus on what it is that you do best. Mm, yeah, so starting out, you are doing everything. You're doing everything in-house because you want to keep your costs down. Mm. Um, but then you realise that because there are so many things to do, you, ca you can't do everything and you can't do everything well. Uh, so that's where, you know, we had a look at, well, you know, what can we do to what, can we do well and where is our time best spent? So the first thing um, that we outsourced was our bookkeeping. Um, now, whilst I'm comfortable with numbers, I can do the numbers, we felt that that was something that neither of us had to be involved in, um, which was another key point um, that being a family tradition there's certain things that you know we want to keep a hold of and we don't want to let go completely of um, but the numbers didn't really have any of that attachment um, to us and then we knew it would be getting done properly in a business sense as well so that was really nice to kind of hand that over um, to a bookkeeper and let them do their thing because that's what they do um, day in day out so that was a nice um, part of the business that we can let go of um, and then next we started looking at sort of the creative side of the business so neither of us even in our day jobs really have creative sides to it um, and although we did create a website for COVID our new website we wanted to do things um, more professionally rather than DIY which was the COVID site 
So that's where we enlisted um, those experts, yourself, Gemma, doing our copywriting and, um, you know, web developer and things like that. And we're just so glad we did that because the results that you get are just so much more on point and they're just going to bring us better outcomes than doing that DIY. And we probably could have done it, but it would take a lot longer for us to do those things um, and the results wouldn't be as good. So now, yeah, we leave those creative things to the creatives, um, let them do what they do best. And, yeah, I'm sort of still back planning and and working on things for us for the next year and cooking with Mike and things like that. So, yeah, outsourcing definitely is something that we're going to continue to do um, and keep looking at the businesses where we can do more of that and it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And then doing what it is you do best, right? Mm, yes, yeah. Getting getting more of the business going and growing and, yeah, planning all those big things. Oh, for sure. And I, I guess like yourself, you said you never used, you know, wish to share sauce or anything and I was the same. And, you know, when you offered to send me a, a bottle of it, I'm like, oh, this is fun. How exciting. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> it arrived and my first thought was what is this where's it been my whole life <laughs> yes <laughs> this sauce is amazing and I'm telling all of you out there listening it really truly is amazing so the fact that you have created a business out of it is the whole world should be thanking you that's all I'm saying <laughs> yes we do get a lot of appreciation from from our customers yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah it's just wonderful and yeah just anyway I'm getting excited <laughs> mm -hmm. I love it so I guess next nextly if that's I'm going to make that a word why not nextly that sounds fun uh collaboration over competition which of course is what we celebrate here what does it mean uh, to you yeah so there's always going to be competition um, no matter what industry you're in, what business you're in, um, you're always going to have some competition there. But there's enough for everyone. Like people don't need to be greedy um, for themselves or their business or anything like that. So for me, working together with someone or with a business is more appealing than just doing something for ourselves and gaining for ourselves I'd rather, you know, collaborate with another business and, you know, everybody gets something out of it. Um, is more important for us. Um, and, there's an always, and there's always opportunity to learn with collaboration. So if you're collaborating with someone, they're coming from a different, you know, point of view than you or different background than you, different experience. So you're always going to get something out of it. And I think that's the best part about collaborating is, you're going to walk away with something, you know, even if it's just personal development. And for, for me, that's like a win-win, yeah. Oh, for sure. And um, what what do you think it can do for a business? Oh, like it's endless. Um, totally. Because you don't, it, it, it really is. Like you really don't know until until you start doing it. So 
you could get, you know, more exposure, you can get different customers, like you can just be introduced to a different um, demographic, anything like that. So I think it really opens up different channels um, for businesses by working with other businesses. So, yeah, I think everyone should should look into it, yeah. For sure. And how have you used, used it so far in, in your business? So for us, um, we haven't done, I guess, traditional collaborations as in with another business yet. It's something we want to do. We've still just been focusing like more on ourselves to get ourselves right um, before we start collaborating, which is something we want to do. But I kind of look at our stockers as collaborators. So um, us getting into stores and things like that, we're collaborating with the store to reach, you know, their customers and things like that. And we've even um, had people that have then come into their stores that have then led to uh, them being stockers. So it's like this chain reaction that you don't know that that's going to happen, but when it does, you know, it's great. And that is where that collaboration piece comes into it and, you know, it really is endless. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. I love that. It's wonderful. Uh, so I, I guess the next thing is, can you tell us where people can find you and find this amazing source? Yes, Gemma, you can find our amazing, um, delicious and versatile Worcestershire sauce at corporalfreddies.com. And we're, of course, on all the socials, so on Instagram and Facebook, uh, again, at Corporal Freddy's. Wonderful. And just before we go, I'd like to ask you, so what we discussed earlier, so I just had a thought come into my head, so I just want to delve into this. <laughs> you said earlier of joining uh, the business school that helped you uh, understand all of those basics. Would you suggest for other people to do that and uh, I'm just thinking it from me working with you I remember you had everything to give me you had done the market research you had done your target audience mm -hmm. research you had created avatars and you'd done all your competitor analysis and all this information came to me and I was just I was so excited because <laughs> Because I, I love that research and it means everything, as you know, and you mm. handed it all there to me so I could create something so magical because it was all there and you'd done all that research and it was so amazing to me. So would you suggest to other people, of course, if you don't know any of the, I guess, foundational work of starting a business, would you that this is the, the world's longest question by the way would you suggest mothers starting out to do the same yes <laughs> the world's shortest answer With the world's um, shortest answer, yeah. <laughs> no for sure like and that that has been key for us you know because there you don't know what you don't know and therefore finding a community or a business school or some sort of forum or something that has that experience. They've, you know, 
gone down that path before, they can help you get where you need to get. Um, and it has made our business, um, I guess, start better than it probably would have if we didn't do these things. Um, and as we go through the business more and more, I can see how all that foundation work is helping along the way. Of course, you tweak and you change things as you learn things, um, but you've got your baseline there, which if we had it just started without the business school, uh, you know, we'd probably still be fumbling, but we probably wouldn't be in 20 stores and, you know, be online now and have that experience of learning all those parts of the business that make you think, why are you starting the business? Why are you different? Who do you want to sell to? All those things um, because that then helps with your selling and your messaging and everything like that. So it really does, whilst it's tempting to just jump into it and try and get out to market, it really does help to, you know, take the time to get things right, um, to start just on your best foot. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful for sure. I love it. And finally, can you give our listeners tips about how they, I guess, can also create a business out of, you know, whether it be a, a, a passion, a hobby or a family tradition um, like yourself? Yeah, so I probably mentioned these throughout our throughout our chat, but yeah, starting small um, is probably number one, um, and then just test things, test your product, test your service, so you can see if that's something that people actually want. Mm. Um, what I just mentioned then was yeah, find a community or a forum that have got experienced people in it, and the last one, which is probably like the biggest one. Um, is when it gets too hard or it gets too much, just remember why you're doing it. So what's your passion? Why, why did you want to start the business? And for those hard days, that will get you through it um, because that passion, yeah, goes a long way and gets you through some really tough times and tough days. But if you know it's a good thing, then you just keep going. Yeah. Sure. So really revisit your why and, and your passion for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Well, Kerry, thank you so much uh, for being with us today. And there was some just wonderful tips and uh, knowledge of information in, in that for our listeners. So thank you so much for sharing uh, your wonderfulness with us, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, thanks for having me, Gemma. It's been great. Oh, you're so welcome. And brilliant, everyone. That is a wrap. And as always, all of you kick-ass women, fellow work wives, business owners, entrepreneurs, remember you're not alone because collaboration is power. And most importantly, we all get it. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.